thing on record, Urban Meyer will be fired mm. at the end of the year. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. Actual pie customer. Workers' comp can crush a small business every year. It would jump 5, 10, 15, 20%, even though there was never any claims. And that's where I was struggling as a growing business. That's Mike Lozier, owner of Gutter Plumber, a small business in New Jersey. A while back, Mike found his workers' comp costs rising. Luckily, he discovered Pi Insurance. From start to finish, it was extremely easy. They quickly came back to me with a plan that was affordable for me. Are you overpaying for workers' comp? Just go to saveonpi.com, share a few details about your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle or hidden fees. Like Mike, we think you'll be glad you did. I'm very happy that I moved over to Pi for my workers' comp so that I can grow my company while not breaking the bank. Find out how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent or get a quote at saveonpi.com. That's saveonpie.com. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is our number two. Mike Silva, head coach of the Colonels, 115. If you want to chime into the conversation, you can, 800-998-1003. As last night, over at the Smoothie King Center, the New Orleans Pelicans won their third straight game following the All-Star break in a pretty impressive fashion. I guess we call it a 30-point win impressive. Now Sabonis in, got blocked by Hayes, he got his own rebound, missed that shot, taken by Jackson. Valanchunas, the good defense. CJ, bounce feed to Hayes, spins left. Oh, dump it to Jonas. Right hand punch. Timeout Alvin Gentry. Look at Jackson Hayes running towards the bench. Like he's a point guard. He was a point guard in that play. He was doubled by Lyles and Sabonis. All he had to do was turn around, finding Jonas for the wide open dunk. That's a great pass by Jackson Hayes. Largest lead of the night for New Orleans. Seventh. Yeah, well, they won by 30. Uh, 125.95. Then look, I, I started the show with it. I'm not going to delve into it. I'm just letting you know, you know, that's taking place, um, downtown Smoothie King Center. Nice crowd. The Wednesday after Mardi Gras. Meanwhile, nationally, more of this garbage. It's specifically in a place like New Orleans where clearly they don't care about the Pelicans. You go through New Orleans, they don't give, they don't care. So if the only thing that they care about is they're just, just, Killing their franchise star. It's not good news for the team. Definitely not good for news for Zion. I don't know, man. It seems like the, the, I don't have any reporting on this, but it seems like the days in the basketball in New Orleans are just numbered, right? Like it, it, it doesn't seem like it can, it can happen. It doesn't seem like this is a long-term marriage. So there it is. Uh, the, the, the end of basketball is, uh, upon us. So I guess we might as well enjoy this. Ingram taking it at Barnes and cut him off. Now Ingram pulls up left free throw line. Extended down again. Brandon is feeling it from the mid-range. And he is in fuego. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, what a shame. I guess he wants to leave too. McCollum. Bumped from behind by Fox. No look pass to Najee. And he floats it in reverse style. He didn't hit the rim. How did that go in? 
I don't know. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> I got to give credit to the Pelicans broadcast there of Daniel Salerson and Todd Graffinini for adding crowd noise there because apparently no one goes to the games. No one cares. Um, you know, so very nice crowd track you guys added after those big plays there. And again, credit to Mrs. Benson sparing no expense, getting plenty of those paper cutouts that look like human beings in the seats after the game there as well. So, you know, again, I appreciate the lengths that the Pels are doing to fake it. And yes, who cares if, uh, Alex Kennedy at Alex Kennedy NBA, BasketballNews.com, USA Today Sports, Hoops Hype. He just, you know, found uh, this bit of news. Which markets have delivered the highest ratings for national NBA games across ABC, ESPN, and TNT this season? At number 10, Richmond. Number 9, Birmingham. Number 8, Norfolk. Number 7, Atlanta. Number 6, Los Angeles. And number 5, Sacramento. Number 4, Raleigh-Durham. Memphis. Obviously with Jean Morant, number three, San Francisco, Golden State at number one. That surely must be a misprint. No way is New Orleans the number one market for national NBA games across ABC, ESPN, and TNT. This just in, the Pelicans haven't been on national TV much. You know why? Because you know who hasn't played. They've actually pulled games that were scheduled to be on national TV. Again, it's y'all can keep at it. And I'm not saying y'all listening on the show, because I don't think it's y'all. But these national guys can keep at it if they want. But I said it a couple months ago, and I even referred to Zion. It's going to get harder and harder to use the narrative of the city doesn't care, the organization didn't try in, they're not trying to build a winner. It's going to get harder to do it without literally being laughed at. And again, winning solves everything. And I, look, this goes back to when Kendrick Perkins went on the spaces thing with Chris. I mean, I mean, it went back to that where he was presented with the facts. They're 21st in attendance, not last. Cities like Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, you know, championship cities, Sacramento, they're worse in attendance this year. Again, that doesn't matter though. So I'm not going to dwell on it in focus. I'm just, I, look, my job's to present what's being said out there. So you know, but it's just, it, 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 it now becomes laughable. You know why? Because they're actually playing good basketball. I don't know where they're going to be, right? We can hope that they'll be in the play-in. Maybe they may be higher than that. I don't know. But with the win last night, you pull up the standings. Your New Orleans Pelicans are now 26 and 36, 10 games away from 500. There's 20 games remaining overall. They are, what, two and a half back of the Lakers. They're 22 and a half behind the Suns. The Pels are 24. Two and a half back of the Lakers. We've lost three straight. Pelicans have won three straight. More importantly, they're a full game ahead of the Blazers. That's the team that had been tied with the Pels. The Spurs, they're two games ahead of the Spurs and now four games ahead of the Kings, which is why last night was big. And you heard a lot of people. Jake Madison came on and said, look, it's, it's sort of must win. You, you, you want to do this because you beat the Lakers. There's no AD. You, you to come back last night, laid an egg, 
not played well, gotten beaten by this Kings team. Not saying the momentum would have died. But you're starting to get, and I'm not talking about, I think, the people that listen to the show, because I do think there's Pels fans that listen to the show. But the ones that maybe want to ancillary, oh, maybe I should be paying attention. Who's this Willie Green guy? The C.J. McCollum guy is pretty good. All this other stuff. You come home and lose this. It's that narrative. It is. It exists. You can't ignore it. But it's like, uh, you know, how good are they really? And I, I think there's an extent to this. Well, let's see Friday, tomorrow, when they take on the Jazz. The Jazz are in fourth place currently, 39 and 22. Let's see how they play against them. Here's the thing. Even the last time they faced them, and they faced some of these teams, they're in the game. Can CJ be the difference with the rest, with the way the rest of the team is playing right now? Um it's crazy. It took me to 1228 in the first hour to bring up the Zion Williamson update. There was an update yesterday. The team putting out a press release. Recent imaging showed improved bone healing of the fifth metatarsal in Zion Williamson's right foot. He will gradually progress to weight-bearing exercise and basketball activities. He remains out indefinitely. So he will gradually progress to that. He's not there yet. Does it mean he might be ready for the playoffs if this team makes it? I, I don't know. But that's your update. But notice, it, it wasn't the lead nationally. Notice, at least on my timeline, it wasn't what everyone was talking about. Here's Willie Green after the game. I mean, he's getting better. We're all pleased with the results that he's progressing. But it's, it's still a long road ahead of him. And um, he's aware of it, but he's taking the necessary steps to, to continue to improve and We'll see how it goes. Again, let's see how it goes. And at the same time, though, there is legit excitement about this. This isn't manufactured, hey, to be nice to get in the play. I mean, they're playing good basketball. If you watch the games and you look at it or you're attending it, they play with effort. And there's a lot of players kind of contributing to that, right? So here's Willie Green on some of the things that he's seeing right now, including Brandon Ingram. Led the team in scoring 33 points, 6 points. You know what I love the most about B.I.? Um... The, the, the shooting's awesome. I mean, you always see that when he's on, he can hit a lot of different shots. I love the fact when he attacks, man. He had a couple of sweet dunks, driving right angle, you know, throwing it down. He can do that, I think, all the time that he wants there. And and he's just honestly playing really well, right? CJ and I talked about it at dinner with Brandon that he, he's one of the best players in the league. And when he plays like that, plays like he did tonight, we all can see why. And now it's just being consistent. Uh, not only Brandy, but just us, us, our whole team, our unit. And uh, we got some tough games coming up, but we love what we're seeing so far. I think one of the things that also matters um, is belief in yourself on there. And yesterday, if you were watching the television broadcast, uh, I retweeted it as well as Valley Sports put it out there. There's Trey Murphy, who played this week over there at Birmingham and got brought back for the game yesterday. And also Najee Marshall, who, you know, was non-existent, right? Non-existent for most of the season. And after the All-Star break, now, you, now you've seen him be the guy that, remember, earned his way to getting a contract next year, or last year. And they were acting as his bodyguard, which was pretty cool to sort of see that. And again, when you just kind of, 
see that atmosphere and Brandon Ingram's just smiling, just enjoying himself on there. Um, it, it just, I think it matters. I, I really honestly do. And when, when you hear Coach Green talk about really where this team is, I, I think it makes it easy to root for. Does that make sense? We're a resilient group, and we had a talk at halftime. Um, they had 60-whatever points, and that's just not good enough for us. We, we have to be better defensively. Uh, Sabonis was, was physical with us down down low, catching the ball in the paint, and we just needed to turn it up a notch and, and put a string of stops together. Once we did that, uh, we, we know that we can get out and score, but it's really about our defense. Uh, so the guys took the challenge, and we got to continue to do it, continue to build. You know, it's one thing that's interesting, too. Maybe we'll explore this a little bit. My, um, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Mike Silva's going to join us next segment. But I just saw this on Twitter. Somebody tweeted at us here. They don't want Zion back for the playoffs. Kind of fearful of maybe affecting the team chemistry that they sort of have here. Not just that. Again, you heard Willie Green mention he's still got a long road ahead. It's March 3rd. When I hear long road ahead, that's not next week. It's not two weeks, right? I mean, long road ahead, around the corner, I'd be, I, I would kind of start thinking that way. Last game of the year is April 10th. Sunday, April 10th. So if we count Sundays, you know, I like to count. So this Sunday is March 6th, the 13th, then the 20th. Then the 27th, then the 3rd, and then the 10th, which is Palm Sunday. So, six Sundays. Could he possibly be available during Holy Week? If, again, they make the play-in, that's when it would be. So, six weekends is what we're down to. And quite honestly, at that point, if he's not at the point right now where he can resume basketball activities and weight bear, how about we just see him next year? And that's kind of how I feel, to be honest with you. See with his chemistry. And now I'll say this. Um, I'd like to see him, you know, in April. I mean, it'd be nice. I definitely think he should be on the bench there. Um, those final games, final home games, things of that nature to kind of be a part of what that atmosphere is going to be like because that stretch – that I mentioned yesterday, it's going to determine it, right? March 26th through the 7th, that's it. That's it. Saturday, March 26th, San Antonio. Sunday, March 27th, the Lakers, right here, back-to-back in New Orleans. Spurs-Lakers, back-to-back. Then you go at Portland on Wednesday, March 30th. Friday, April 1st, at the Lakers. I mean, right, those are the teams right there around you, right there. Got the Clippers on the third on the road and the Kings on the fifth on the road come home. Second to last home game is Portland. You'll, you'll know, I think, by then. And then Saturday, April 9th at Memphis. Sunday, April 10th, close out the season against Golden State. That's how you finish. So, got some tough games to go still, but right now, you're three and off the all-star break. One game ahead of the Blazers in the 10th spot. Two and a half back of the Lakers at the ninth spot. It's kind of where you are. Can you imagine hosting the Lakers? Anyone to go home game? 
Coming up next, Mike Silva. He is the head coach of the Nichols State Colonel baseball team. We'll talk to him next on ESPN New Orleans. People of Louisiana, Caesar Sportsbook continues to bring the profits to the people. And remember, if you're a new user, Caesar Sportsbook will throw you a feast. And by feast, we mean a $250 Uber Eats gift card. Download the app with code Radio Eat, one word, and when you wager $50 or more, you'll get a $250 Uber Eats gift card. Yep, just wager $50 total. You can spread it out over multiple bets if you like, and $250 for Uber Eats is all yours. So let the bets begin. Bet college hoops, NBA, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. As always, you can play with boosts, bonuses, and big daily promos to sweeten your wager. And with Caesars Rewards, every bet you place, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming amazing benefits, tickets, free stays, experiences, and more. Louisiana only must be 21, permit pending in Horseshoe, Bosher City, not available in prohibited parishes, new customers with eligible promo code only, real money wagers only that have minimum odds of minus 200, $250 gift card redemption code, and steps to redeem gift card will be sent via email within 72 hours. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Caesars Sportsbook. Your app is ready, Louisiana. Download it. Set yourself up for success. When planning your next event, whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers, anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. As always, we appreciate the time on Thursdays. Head Coach Mike Silva joining us. Head Baseball Coach of the Colonels. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good, Gus, man. How are you? Doing well. I'd ask you how Mardi Gras went, but you had a game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. That game went particularly well, though. So we'll take yes, we will touch on that here. Let's go back to uh, since I last chatted with you, though, which was last Thursday. I just come off of a game against Tulane. Drop that one closely, seven to five, and then you had a weekend series against Mississippi Valley State, uh, a series in which you swept, sir. And I, I guess what was the message going into that right before you guys take the the field in that dugout, heading into that series against Mississippi Valley State? Wow, we were trying to get some momentum. I felt like uh, that's a series that we had the ability to win if, if we just, you know, played fundamental baseball, threw strikes, played catch, and just had consistent at-bats. And we are trying to get some momentum going into that Tuesday against Louisiana Tech. And, uh, you know, we did that. And so I thought we just played clean baseball all weekend. We didn't make any errors. And that was the first time we'd done that all year. And, and we carried that into Tuesday night. Um, I think when you look at, Obviously, being able to to win some games early in innings and that offense is going look eleven one ten zero. What what was the the difference in, in those two games? Is it 
the, the old you know saying where literally uh, what once one guy starts in it, hitting became contagious? Yeah, absolutely. I think it is confident that guys loosen up a little bit. When you score early, you know, the hitters kind of settle in and stay within themselves. And when you're pressing, sometimes you don't score early and it gets middle innings late in the game. Guys tend to try to do too much. So anytime you get on the board early like we were able to do and get a lead, the guys mm-hmm. kind of settle in and more comfortable. Obviously, when you can finish games before they, um, they, they go the full nine innings, coach, you're doing the job offensively, but also on the mound. Uh, you're getting the job done. What about the pitching performance in those first two games? Yeah, they were really good. You know, Nico Saltafamaggio had a tough opening night against Missouri. He bounced back and uh, threw the ball really well. They had 11 strikeouts in six innings. And then our bullpen, you know, I think we had 16 strikeouts that game and maybe one walk. And so, you know, anytime you do that, you're having a lot of success. And, you know, it's just, it's just encouraging to see the growth. You know, we started out one and four, you know, and, and, and our last five, we've been four and one. And so we're 500 at 10-game stretch, and the way we started, I definitely have taken that. So I'm proud of the guys for continuing to compete. Well, you know, obviously on Sundays, look, uh, you know, the team that you're playing, especially if you're up 2-0, they're going to be competing hard. Uh, everyone's kind of tired going into that game. 16-10 was the final score in that one there. Six runs in the second inning kind of helped give you guys a little bit of a cushion there. But they battled, man, running the fifth, two in the sixth, three in the seventh. They seven. had a pretty good offense. I know yeah. we know hit them on uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. but on Sunday it's hard. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It beat 18 three times. You know, sweeps are so hard to come by. They're throwing everything they have at you, trying to salvage the series and get a game. And, uh, you know, we're trying to finish it off. So it was definitely good for us to get that win. And, and uh, honestly, just to see the guys feeling good about themselves, get some confidence. So it was huge for us. How big was getting those wins under your belt? You mentioned no hitting. You mentioned getting the runs. And then you mentioned, obviously, finishing a series. These are all little check marks and steps, right, to to being a program that can sort of win, which is something that we touched about on, on that Thursday before the season started. Here comes a ranked team. Here comes Louisiana Tech. And um, they've been playing some pretty good baseball, feeling good. For you guys to win it 5-4, to four, uh, back on Tuesday, man, what really stood out to you in that game? Well, honestly, it was the same old thing. You know, we gave them some free passes early. We it, They ran one out of the yard to make it four to nothing. And it kind of felt like, okay, here we go. It's like Tulane. We're not playing clean baseball. Uh, but our guys kind of stuck with it and kept competing. Chase Gearing came out of the bullpen. He gave us four four innings and five strikeouts and was really, really dominant. It kind of gave our, our offense a chance to catch their breath. We played mm-hmm. clean baseball defensively and then, you know, obviously, to have that fourth inning, that four-run seventh inning, uh, you know, to take the lead, and it, it was huge for us and for our confidence. Obviously, bittersweet for me is an emotional game. Uh, those guys are like family to me. I recruited a lot of those kids and obviously coached them all, and then the coaching staff was tremendous. But I'm really just proud for our guys. Anytime you're playing a, a top-25 team, and especially with the state of our program and where we're trying to get to, and you get that win, you know, it definitely builds a lot of confidence for the guys. And I wish we would have been able to capitalize, and we played pretty poorly last night on the road to Jackson State, but – that's the next check mark. How do we play on the road? How do we win on the road? How do we handle those big wins? How do we handle that success? Right. And it's all part of the process, and we got to keep learning and continue to improve. Coach, how much of that is just fatigue? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. But you know what? Like, I always tell the kids they have professional, you know, aspirations. They want to play sure. the camp as long as they can. And mm-hmm. I think physical fatigue is one thing. But I thought mentally we just weren't locked in. You expect some physical mistakes. We made some mental errors last night, offensively, defensively you know, on the bases where I just didn't think we were sharp as we needed to be. And it's part of growth. Look, if you're going to win championships in the postseason, Mm -hmm. you play every day. And you play in some grueling situations, and you're playing in the heat. So I do think it was fatigue. I also think it's our first time on the road. And, 
it was good to see us face some adversity, and I'll see how we bounce back this weekend at Memphis. We're actually on the bus right now headed to Memphis. That's what I was going to say. Did you guys stay up there? Did you come home today, and, and then you're going back up we to did. Memphis? We stayed in Jackson last night yep. and uh, woke up this morning, had breakfast, and you know, we're driving into Memphis tonight. We'll have a workout tonight and then uh, get ready for the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say that makes a lot more sense than coming all the way back down here as well. No um, doubt. About to split the trip in half. So it, it worked out good. Like I said, I just wish we would have played better. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, going into the series against Memphis, 5-5 five and five overall again. So you've played 10 games, and you kind of look at it in 10-game increments. Uh, what are you happy with? What do you want to see improve quickly? I'm happy with our effort level. Our effort level has been tremendous. I mean, I don't, I don't think I can pinpoint any guy in our team that's not giving everything they have or, or, or pulling for each other, whether in the game or on the bench. You just want to see our execution level, you know, increase and fundamentally us play more sound baseball. I think that, you know, one of the things we discussed as a team is when you take all the emotion out of playing, all the excitement out of playing, and you pick up the box score at the end of the game, it just came down to did you execute or not? Did you throw strikes? Did you play catch? Did you execute your at bats? And so, I just want to see our guys continue to improve on that, settle in, kind of calm down a little bit, and just really focus on executing and staying within themselves. And I'm interested to see kind of how we progress over this next 10-game stretch because at the end of it, we're starting conference play. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So what do you see when you take a look at the, the Tigers here? What kind of baseball team are you going to be facing this weekend? I think they can really pitch, man. Uh, Connor Shamlin's going to pitch on Friday night. He's a kid transfer from the University of Alabama. We actually recruited him at Louisiana Tech last year. We found out he was leaving as well. Really good arm, really good competitor. He hasn't given up an earned run yet, so we're going to have our work cut out for us. And we have a couple guys out of the lineup. You know, Wes Soup mm-hmm. got hurt. Um, he got hurt in the game against Valley, and, and he's going to be out for a while. He hurt his shoulder. So, you know, looking for other guys to step up and, and see if they can kind of handle that job and give us some consistency and some stability because, you know, Wes is hitting 450, and he's playing center field as well as you can play it. So, you know, it's a big hole for us to fill, and mm-hmm. kind of excited to see guys compete and he's going to step up. Coach, coming up uh, in a couple weekends, you you have still a uh, still an open date, the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Have you been able to find an opponent yet? I haven't yet. Um, we're working on it. If something comes up, you know, there's still COVID and other stuff at different schools. We're keeping that we're keeping that open. And yeah, look, if we don't have it, I'm going to use it like a bye weekend in football. I'm not going to yeah. travel 20 hours away to play somebody. Uh, we'll give our arms some rest. And the following weekend, we play UL, and then we open up conference in Southeastern. Yeah. It's just one of those things. When I got the job, there was a lot of open dates left on the schedule, and you know, wasn't fortunate enough to fill that one weekend because uh, a lot of other conferences are starting conference that weekend. We're not. Gotcha. And so it's just been difficult to try to fill it. But I'm still optimistic we'll find somebody. But I guess time will tell on that one. Well, I'd offer getting me, Jack Benjamin, you know, buddy back from the studio if you want to play a little nine on nine. But I, I don't know if we'd give you much competition, Coach. I mean, we played yeah, back in we'll the day. I just guys are down. Come on down to Thibodeau and we'll hook it up. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a workout, right? I mean, well, maybe, maybe for me, but, uh, I don't know too much. Coach, safe travels. Again, we always appreciate the time, man, you give us, and we look forward to our chats every Thursday. All right, guys. I appreciate you having me, man. Take care. Yep, for Bye. sure, man. GoKernels.com is the way to follow Nichols over on their athletic websites. And, um, yeah, you know, again, it, it's kind of part of that early part of the season where you're trying to figure out things and then trying to, kind of get that groove and momentum here and again it's just it's when, when you look at the state i mean we talked with matt riser back in our number one i mean the schedule that they have the schedule that um you know nickels you and know i mean it's just when you play in state opponents and then you play on the weekend against teams you kind of really don't have that break give nickels a follow on twitter at nickels underscore bsb as well 
We're going to speak with Travis Jewett coming up at 2.05 as Tulane will host Mississippi State in their weekend series. The defending national champs, Southern Miss. My Golden Eagles winning 7-1 yesterday over Mississippi State. Earl, what's up, man? Thank you for calling, bud. Thanks for holding on. How are you? Anything for you, Goose. How's it going, baby? Doing well, man. I just, I, 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 I mean, it took me forever to see you had deer meat. Sorry. I just saw that message. Hey, Goose. Hey, Goose, I still got it. And look, this, the, I, I tried a new place right there, and it's called, I think it's Chris's or something. It's, on, it's in Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. And they got like 20% ribeye fat they use for it. It is, uh, I gotta get, I gotta get with you. Uh, we, we gotta do Hooters, uh, uh, something soon or Vinny, you know? I, I, I'm, but, uh, I'm down for anything, man. Again, I, I'm always available to do a show anywhere. I got you. <laughs> just, just let, throw it on let me head. know. Give us, a, give us a call at the office and let's set it up. I'm in. I'm always ready. Gotcha. Hey, Ghost, this, man, what a weekend we got coming up this weekend, huh? With the mm-hmm. Shriners Classic, Tulane hosting, uh, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, the, the kid that played for state last year is actually, uh, uh, he's on a bump on Saturday against this, uh, defending champs, his old team, mm-hmm. and LSU has uh, Oklahoma Friday, number one Texas on Saturday, and Baylor on Sunday. Man, I'm I'm just looking forward. Uh, the, that kid, uh, David Coleman for LSU, man. I'm just I heard he's got a low injury. I just hope it ain't significant. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a lefty that throws around 94, 95. He's, he's supposed to be big time in in uh, rotation this year. Have you heard anything on that, Gus, or or, or no? I haven't. I'm going to get uh, with Corey Glor tomorrow, and um, to preview that series, and, and actually we can talk to to coach as well here, Travis Jewett, when I ask him to kind of give me a preview and a scouting report when he sees there as well. I'm actually calling the game Sunday. Um, oh, that, that's awesome! At two p.m. I think first pitch um, or one you're p.m. Call, you're yeah, one p.m. State Tulane Sunday? Yes, I'm calling. Because Corey's got to fly out Saturday night, so I may have to finish Corey's game Saturday, and I'm calling the Sunday game, and then I fly out because we both have conference tournaments over there in Dallas. So You need a color man, Goose. I can bring Uh-oh. the deer meat at, at, <laughs> at Tulane State. <laughs> yeah, but you can't curse on the air, like though. You, but... you can't curse on the air. I don't have a dump button. Oh, <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be like, line drive to right, and then there, there's Uncle Earl. Well, son of a beep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Got it. Gotta go hey, out. Just, honestly, uh, do we do we have something coming up this spring where where, where we can we can have our thir- uh, uh, luncheons or, or I'm you trying, know, like, dude. Right if you have any suggestions, you know any place, let's do it. Set it up. I'm in. I know. I'm, I'm I, trying. I got a, a couple places. A Great. Friend of mine. You got my number. You know how to get a hold of me. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. Hey, keep. All right. Let's do it. Keep in touch, and we'll get together soon. And have, uh, hey, Goose, have a wonderful week, baby. You too, man. Have a good fall on Sunday. For sure, man. Always a pleasure to hear from you. That is Uncle Earl. Quick break. We come back. Back to the sound bites. We go eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. Pals fans, I want to hear from you. Uh, What do you think? Interesting Twitter discussions going on right now. Schmidt, Dua, Jake Madison here as well. A lot of people off of that Murdoch, you know, thing that, you know, basketball, it's, the days are numbered here. It's not being supported. People talking about ticket prices, concession prices, the fact that Bally Sports isn't available everywhere, that it gets streamed everywhere, things of that nature. All of those things are absolutely valid. So I want to hear from you uh, and all of that and more. Bottom line, though, at least the product on the court is starting to get better. 
And, and that's what needs to happen first and foremost, right? Let's discuss this. 800 998 It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Geico presents... Motorcycle sounds. If you hear this, and within 15 seconds, you already know that it's a six-speed cruiser with a wheelbase of 120 inches, a B-twin two-cylinder engine with a max torque of 110 foot-pounds, a bright yellow body, black upholstery, chromed-out wheels, a nice clean fairing, and a big dresser in the back ready to tour, well, then you probably ride a motorcycle. So you probably know that GEICO could save you even more when you bundle motorcycle with your home or car insurance. GEICO Motorcycle. Save even more when you bundle. Hi, I'm Carson Kressley. Of all the most valuable resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to make the world a kinder place for animals. Rescuing those caught in disasters, protecting animals on our farms, on the silver screen, and the world's remarkable and endangered species who need our care to help them survive. All of us can make a difference by making humane choices at the supermarket, in our choice of entertainment, and by supporting conservation and rescue efforts. It's not hard at all. Make being kind a lifestyle choice and visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways you can help build a more caring, compassionate, and humane world for animals and for all of us. Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003, or New Orleans Pelicans. They win 125-95. Kendrick Perkins doing me a favor, apparently, in his mind. Tweeting at Zion Williamson, but I tweeted him. Which was the information that Alex Kennedy put out there on Twitter today. Which markets have delivered the highest ratings for national NBA games across ABC, ESPN, and TNT this season? Richmond, Birmingham, Norfolk, Atlanta 7, Los Angeles 6, Sacramento 5, Raleigh-Durham 4, Memphis 3, San Francisco 2, New Orleans I didn't even settle for y'all calling us New Orleans. That's fine. Number one in the country in terms of ratings. Mind you, poor Kendrick. He's on there right now on the Max Kellerman Show. Poor guy. I guess he's helping me out. He's tweeting at Zion. Here's my only thing that I said at the beginning of the hour when it came to that. Even if it is, you know, tweet at him to make him want to stay there. That's fine. Look, not even just here. Obviously here because we have sort of a certain culture thing. But whether it's here or somewhere else, if a player didn't want to be there, does that mean the franchise is a failure? Does that mean the franchise needs to fold and move and relocate and all that? Again, let's not let facts get in the way. 
we mentioned it earlier, um, major markets and cities like Houston, Detroit, Sacramento, San Antonio is in there as well. They're all below New Orleans in attendance. Fine, let's not pay attention to that. So let's do what he normally does, Kendrick. He normally goes on either the Max Kellerman show, which is this just in, NBA Today at 2 p.m. on ESPN, um, you know, the radio show in the morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, whatever. And they talk about what? Ben Simmons doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. James Harden happy in Houston. James Harden can't play in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving needs to go somewhere. Can't be in Cleveland with LeBron. LeBron's got to go somewhere else. AD's like, it's not a New Orleans thing. Kendrick? This just did. Huh? See what I just did there? It's Max's show. It's, it's not a New Orleans thing, is it? Kyler Murray. Well, you know, if the cards don't do what it needs to do and pay me and become a champ, I just want to win. Um, the I just want to win thing is absolutely not just New Orleans. It's bigger markets. It's different players. It's bigger names. And ain't no one saying relocate. They fail. No, they just fire the GM. Fire Jason Garrett. Fire Mike McCarthy. Fire all them. Exactly. If the organization's not doing their job, if they're making poor decisions on hires, poor decisions on scouting, poor draft picks, poor player development, you you change that. And that would... College football does, and basketball, and baseball, right? It's not, not enough wins. We're about championships, all this other stuff. It's just, it's just silly, and I don't understand the notion on there. And, you know, I, I saw somebody today tweet, you know, I think it was Schmidt. Oh, no, it was um, Mason Ginsburg. He uh, he tweeted, all this could end if, uh, and Zion, he said, Zion could win back the whole city, I think is what he tweeted. By tweeting three words or two words, you bum at Kendrick <laughs> at Kendrick Perkins. Um, I don't know. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. I see the phones ringing here. Uh, we'll go to here in a quick second. As I do want to get your opinions on what you're seeing on the court, though, because I, I do think there was a sense, a little bit of, well, the Suns didn't have Chris Paul. That's still a very good team, by the way. But I get it. Well, the Lakers don't have Anthony Davis. I, I understand. And look, they've also lost, what was it, 15 to 21 or something like that. In Sacramento, well, you know, they, they're not one of the top teams. I, I, okay, but after a while, you, you, you kind of see what you're doing. You're, you're coming up with an excuse. you got, you got to win the game in front of you. And no one looked at it and said, well, they don't have Zion and all that over there. They just they, they beat a bad Pels team or they beat a Pels team where they don't have this and that. It, it, it was a win. And at the end of the day, you need so many wins above Portland to remain in the play-in games. So many wins to catch Los Angeles and so many wins, right? It doesn't matter how it comes, who it comes against, who plays and who doesn't. That That's a their problem. That's a you problem. It has nothing to do with you. But you can't get there if other guys aren't playing well. And... I think you're seeing so many different players playing well. I mean, just listen to this. Here's CJ. I mean, here's um, Willie Green on a handful of players and what they're doing right now. Of course, CJ McCollum continues to play well. He's he's such a high IQ person in basketball player. He figures it out 
Uh, he's done it his whole career. And with us, it, it took a, a few games to just kind of figure out his rhythm and his spots. Um, but we've been doing a lot of film work uh, as, as a group, getting on the floor and just working on it, and it's paying off. So that's one. Herb Jones. Yeah, Herb is, you guys are seeing that he's just getting better. He's getting more confident. And um, when he has games like this, it, it triggers everybody. Um, he was on Fox pretty much all game, guarding him, uh, had a couple big blocks, and then he hit some threes down the stretch, which were huge for us. The kid is just, he's continuing to improve. His confidence is growing, and, you know, we're blessed to have him. Najee Marshall. Well, even before that practice, you know, the games that Najee was playing, getting an opportunity to play in, he was proving that he belonged on the floor. And um, coming out of the break, it's something that we, we thought about as a, as a staff and, you know, how can we be a better team defensively who can give us a thrust and, and, and Najee can do it. Um, he's, he's strong, six 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 seven. He can guard multiple defenders. And then it's just a credit to him hanging in there, getting minutes early in the season, and then kind of not being in the rotation. And now he has an opportunity uh, late here during the season, and he's taking full advantage of it. So I'm proud of him. We're proud of him. And we just want him to continue to play, play solid, do what he does out on the floor, and he's helping our team win games. And, again, that, that just just a handful of players. This is this is nice. It, it, instead of the, the what we've had in the past here, the last several years covering the Pelicans, well, who is going to step up? <laughs> Remember the, the the seasons of for whatever reason, yanks. I mean, all of that. This is better when your coach can actually describe and talk about all of the different things that work, right? And and are working for you. And I like this. He was asked, "Look, what what are these teams? What 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 are this team's strengths?" And how is that you're using them? Everything starts with our ability to guard. Our, our defense triggers our offense. And, um, you know, we made some adjustments at halftime. We wanted to be more physical. We knew it, we, we would probably foul uh, a little more, not that much. But it starts with our defense. Um, when we can guard, when we can rebound, we can get out and play an open floor, which is to our advantage. Right? So it's not bad. Um all these different aspects of it is nice. I love the fact that he thinks that this group, again, started out 1-12. and 12, They're playing for one another. I mean, they're not playing for Kendrick, you know. What's his name again? Murdoch or Murmock, whatever. Maybe I am just bitter, as I told Jordan. I mean, these guys are making money. Just spewing nonsense. Maybe I should just do that. I can't. Some level of self-respect. We're a resilient group. And we had a talk at halftime. Um, they had 60-whatever points, and that's just not good enough for us. We, we have to be better defensively. Uh, Sabonis was, was physical with us down down low, catching the ball in the paint, and we just needed to turn it up a notch and, and put a string of stops together. Once we did that, uh, we, we know that we can get out and score, but it's really about our defense. Uh, so the guys took the challenge, and – we got to continue to do it, continue to build. Listening to Brandon Ingram here as well, one of the things that he touched on, obviously, is the defense that this team is playing. And I think, what was it, um, 
David Grubb answered it yesterday. Let's see if I can find it. it. It's holding teams under 105. And the Pels defense has been playing really well as of late. And, and when, or, or at certain points, like if you, it, it's easy to look at, hey, they're scoring, you're getting a bunch of other guys being able to put up points and do all those different things. And it's also, though, the defense, and the defense is, is doing really well. Offensively, as Rod Walker tweeted about five hours ago, the, mar- the average margin of victory during this current three game winning streak, 24.3 points. Seven of the eight games that have won since February 1st have been by double digits. Average margin of victory in those eight games, 18.3 points. Starting to come along. Right? Um, David answered at DM Grub if you want to follow him on Twitter. 20 and 6. He, um, Reply to Coach Jerry on Twitter, who said, David, what is the Pels' record now when they hold a team below 105? In the last three games, they're allowing 97 points per game and scoring 122 points per game. So the team is 20-6. and six. Again, got to go out there and defend, and that's effort. It's effort. It's energy. And Brandon Ingram, after the game, spoke about it. We've... Um... We've, we've communicated a little bit better on the defensive end. But um, also, um, Herb is doing a really, really good job on the key players. Najee's coming in and, and doing a good job um, from off the bench. And, of course, Jose has been him all year. Um, those are and, and Tony, Tony Snell. Um, those are our key four guys on the defensive end. And everybody else is just a chain reaction. We kind of follow them and um, try to try to be the help for those guys and, and be in the right position. Mm-hmm. So... I think one of those things that is interesting is, can it continue? I'm talking about the way the players are playing. Well, who are you? What is your identity right now? General D said it in one of the calls earlier in the show. The team's identity right now is defensive-based. Even though, again, as Rod Walker just posted, the average margin of victory right now is 18 points. It's, you know, double digits, 24 points, I think is what he said, and 18 in the earlier games. You combine them all together. So... Why can't it continue? Tomorrow will be interesting against the Jazz. It's are, are they the arch nemesis right now, the Pels? I'll ask Todd that during the break. Who's the one team right now that you just really need to get a win against? I think it is Utah. So Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. Great news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card. ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in 
for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. A couple of big, obviously, non-sports-related news to an extent. Um, we've obviously been following what's going on over there in Ukraine, the Russian invasion, just awful and sad. And that probably doesn't even describe, I guess, the feelings of a lot of people. Seeing a lot of support in the world of sports, though. Seeing a lot of athletes speaking out, standing out. A lot of uh, companies, sports companies as well, refusing to not play and do anything that has to do with Russia. Last night, did you notice on the broadcast, if you watched it or if you went to the game, did you notice the Pelicans were wearing yellow socks? Coach Willie Green. We talked about it as a team uh, in L.A. Just having mindfulness is, is one of our core values and awareness of what's going on in the world. And um, the guys wanted to do something to show their unity. And it's what they chose to do. And, and so we just we just want to make sure, you know, we keep folks in our prayers. And we understand that we're, we're blessed to have this platform to be able to play basketball. But, you know, it's some people that got it tough out of here. Was that something that JV brought up? Was it something that somebody else kind of brought up after he kind of made his his message the other night? And then how do you, I mean, how do you go about doing that? I mean, is that like a, how, how do you, I mean, you're ordering the side, like are you letting the NBA know you're going to do this? Like how, do, how does that part of it work? I mean, they were NBA socks, so I don't think it was, <laughs> it was out of, out of order of what we could do, but it's just something the guys wanted to do and, um, I'm not sure exactly who was the leader in terms of the messaging, but you know, I thought it was a great gesture. So there you have it. Um, as to why they decided to do that, and you're just seeing more and more support and more ways to do that. Just awful images, to say the least. Um, you know, when you look at it like that. Um, also, when it comes to COVID. No more mask mandates here in the city of New Orleans. They got lifted as of today. You're seeing more and more cities do it. If you watched the State of the Union earlier this week, you noticed Congress didn't do that anymore as well. So in the chambers, the mask has been gone there. The vaccine requirement per the mayor may go away, I think, the 21st, she said, if there's no spike following Mardi Gras. The NFL has suspended all aspects of its COVID-19 protocols, citing encouraging trends that the spread of coronavirus is declining. Mind you, last week leading into the combine, several players said they weren't attending because the NFL was about to put in COVID protocols. That would limit their trainers and people of that nature to travel with their clients. 
and and family members and agents, and they were like, well, we just won't go then because they wanted to all of a sudden put in COVID measures. And, and I say all of a sudden because it was apparently cured during the playoffs. Not a player, not a team member, not a mascot, not a cheer person, not a broadcaster. <laughs> Went away. Same virus that knocked out half the Saints team, even though Mark Ingram said he just had a post-nasal drip. Cam Jordan said he could have played. Nope. Yeah. You remember the Dolphin game, don't you? I know Roy does. Biggest win of uh, the season, huh, Roy? <laughs> Miraculously healed. It's it's amazing how it went away. In NFL playoff cities, it just it went away. <laughs> and then here comes the, you know, the... The combine, wait, wait a minute, COVID's still around. Okay, well, we're not going to show up. No, you're good. You're good. And then today, the first day of workouts, we're doing away with all the protocols. We're all good. So, there it is. Um, but it is encouraging that we're starting to get a little bit more and more to, I guess, some sort of sense of normalcy, even though, of course, now you have all that going on in the other part of the world, which just really absolutely stinks. Um so we've been touching a little bit about that. At the Combine, again, the quarterbacks are, are going to be doing their drills today, tight ends and wide receivers. The running of those position groups start at 4 p.m. Now, I'm assuming that is Eastern. Yes, it is Eastern. So 3 p.m. when this show ends, you want to go to the NFL Network, you want to stream it, you want to check it out, you're going to start seeing 40s. Who runs this? Who runs that? You've already started seeing some reports, the measurements and all that stuff. Kenny Pickett apparently has the smallest hands of anyone. Um, that's a concern, apparently, for him. Can he grip an NFL ball? Can he throw an NFL ball? Can he do all those different things? You know what this is now. It's overanalyzation of everybody. But he did speak earlier today specifically about the hand size. No, I mean, it is what it is. I think the, the media runs with it a little more than, you know, I'd, I'd say NFL teams do. There really wasn't much talk about that and all the formal interviews and the informal interviews that I've had so far this week. Um, so it is what it is. So I, I kind of feel that that is kind of a topic to it. It's not to be, I, I look at it like this, man, when it comes to not just a combine or, or personal workouts and things of that nature, I, You've heard the phrase a ton of times if you've been in sports. Film no lie. Right? I mean, the eye of the sky don't lie. Film. I mean, it's what What do you have on tape? Can you play the game or not? I think we overanalyze it. How great these workout warriors look. And when you look at, obviously, in the combine, I mean, they're wearing some spandex shorts, tank tops. I mean, you know, they're not wearing pads. They're not wearing helmets. They're not in games. How did that player Produce, and that's why you've heard me mention more than any of the other quarterbacks, Matt Corral, that I wouldn't mind seeing if the Saints went with him or if they did decide to go quarterback. I just, I like his leadership. I like his growth. I, I like seeing growth from when you first stepped on campus to now. Like when you do little things, um, along the way, can you improve? And you saw him improve as a leader, as a person. You saw him become a better passer. You were seeing his mobility. Like that's just me. And I'm not ripping Kenny Pickett. I'm not ripping Malik Willis. I'm not ripping these other guys. I'm just like, you know, like Sam Howell. I'm like, that, that guy's a first round. I mean, I, I, I would text my buddies. I have a group text with a bunch of friends and the games would be on and, and, you know, he's on his bowl games on and 
I'm like, that guy's the second rated or third rated quarterback coming out of the draft? I just, like, is he making plays? And I just, I don't know. I I think teams are going to reach for some guys this year that, you know, maybe starters are going to be guys that aren't or are not, you know. And then you never know. Scott Van Pelt yesterday said it, and he's so right. The most important position, right, the most important position is quarterback in the NFL. Yet it's probably the most position where people get wrong, right? It's crazy when you think about it. I mean, he brought up the example of Pittsburgh that currently has, you know, Washington's former quarterback that they drafted 15th overall. Now he may start there or not. I don't know. It's interesting. All right, so I promised I'd ask the graph and Daniel that just got back to me. Who are the Pelicans' arch nemesis? I'll ask Will Guillory here at 215 here as well. I think the Jazz, me. I mean, I just think they're a team that just, it, it's always, I don't know, matchup-wise, um, Rudy Gobert, right? Todd says the Spurs are the nemesis. Still waiting for Daniel's answer. Who do you think? I just, I mean, I think of the Jazz, right? Good team, three-point shooting. I mean, we've literally turned the last name of Rudy Gobert into an adjective. You got Gobert. I mean, I <laughs> I don't know. I, to me, it's the Jazz. That would kind of say that to where it goes. Um, one of the things that Kenny Pickett did talk about, though, also today is one of the things about pressure. Is there pressure for him to try to perform here at the combine? Uh, I mean, you're going into the NFL. Of course, there, you know, pressure is obviously it's a natural thing. But, um, you know, whatever team I go to, I'll just, you know, be myself and, and be the best player I can be. Now, Daniel says Spurs or Lakers are the nemesis right now. Okay, so uh, both of them going with the Spurs here as well. What do you think? Like when I say arch nemesis, like you know who's the team that just it just ah it, it, they're they're a crawl on your side. They're just a, they're they're bitter tasting. You just you'd like to just beat them. At the same time, they're tough to beat. Is it really the Lakers? No, no. Um, Spurs, I would say they had a, they had a stretch there. Of, Wow, even with AD, Drew Holiday, Chris Paul, I mean, they, they've always been a team that Pels hadn't really sort of beaten stuff, right? <laughs> Todd does agree with me. Gobert is the most disliked player. I mean, <laughs> definitely. I'm telling you, that's tomorrow night. I'm telling you, it is going to be a storyline tomorrow. I can assure you that when we, when we talk about that game, don't get Gobert. And that means clearly, um, Flagrant and fouls, you name it. I mean, he's allowed to shove and push and move screen. You know I mean, he's, you'll see. I'll just have the graph on tomorrow and just say, Rudy Gobert, go. And we'll see what happens. Quick break. We come back. We will lead things off at Travis Jewett. He's the head coach of the Tulane Green Wave. Mississippi State in town this weekend. Will Guillory 215. Your phone calls 230. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> 